when some of the stuff gets very complex, whatever the latest soup du jour is, you go from, you know, uh, clubhouse to metaverse yeah. to artificial intelligence to whatever's next tomorrow. It's really understanding that in an innovation standpoint, innovative companies do one thing. They remove friction for the end user. That's it. Thanks for tuning in to the Super You Podcast. It's the podcast designed to unlock and unleash your inner superpower. I'm Jake from Equalman Studios. Welcome to the show. Today, we're sharing an episode of the B2B Marketing Excellence Podcast, hosted by Donna Peterson. Donna and Eric sat down to talk about the key aspects of digital leadership and innovation, how to ask good questions, understanding customer needs, and providing excellent customer service. Eric breaks down the acronym STAMP, and they also discuss the importance of transparency, owning up to mistakes, and focusing on what's not going to change rather than constantly chasing the next big thing. So we're gonna be releasing two to three episodes a week. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we'll be releasing snippets from Eric's number one bestselling book, The Focus Project, free snippets from the audiobook version, Wednesdays, we're still going to have our regular seven super tips episodes. And anytime Eric is featured on another podcast, we'll release those on Friday. So we got a lot coming down the line for you. Before we get into this episode, I have a quote that I want to share. And this one is related to the game of chess. When the game is over, the king and the pawn go into the same box. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Super You podcast, standing out in a noisy market. My mama always said, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. That's a famous line from Forrest Gump. Today, my guest, Eric Coleman, is going to tell us how he reflects on that movie, Forrest Gump, to remind himself and his clients about those five important leadership principles. Eric is a five-time best-selling author, and he's a motivational speaker, and I think you'll see that today as we talked on our interview. But before we get started, my name is Donna Peterson, and you're listening to the B2B Marketing Excellence Podcast. I go all over the world to speak with business leaders about their industry, about their marketing, and what is working so that they can figure out what are the right sources to use, what's the right message to use, and to make a digital footprint that will help grow their business year after year. So let's jump in. So Eric, one of my first questions for you, because our philosophy here at World Innovators is marketing is about building relationships. 
How do you feel digital leaders can really effectively cultivate those relationships with their audience in this ever-changing digital landscape? You know, it's all about questions. So questions are the building blocks of all good relationships. So the better questions you ask, the better your relationships will be. Uh, but just real quick, a lot of us hop into the digital communication and we really talk about ourselves, which you wouldn't inherently do that. Hopefully not. If you're at, say, a cocktail party, you wouldn't walk up to five people that are laughing, having a good time and go, ha, excuse me, can I tell you why I'm great for five minutes? But you kind of oh, do shoot. that. I shouldn't yeah. be doing that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's your tip. That's a tip. That's a tip for all your audience members out there. If you're doing that, stop immediately. But it's really about, yeah, you wouldn't do that. And so, but we do that on social, right? We get out there and go, here's why our bread slicer is the greatest slicer ever invented. You should buy it just without any kind of context. And so it's really about those good questions to ask. Um, and then a good question to ask. So a good question to ask is all people ask, how are you doing? So let's say you're in a interpersonal communication. You ask how you do it. It's a good question, but it's not a great question because most people just say fine, good. Yeah. And if they didn't say that, you're like, whoa, whoa, I didn't really want to know. I was just kind of being nice. But a better question to ask is how are you doing on a scale of one to 10? And then they'll give you an answer. They really shouldn't say 10 because no one's perfect. But if they say 9.99, then you could ask, well, how do you, how can I help you get to a 10? So now you're on the same team. Now you're building that relationship. And so it's all about questions that build relationships, whether that's offline or whether that's online. Yeah. You know, that's a very good point because when I read your book, here we go, everyone. This is the book that I was reading. It's the five simple keys to success and influence digital leader. And in there, one of the, I forgot who said it, but he went around and asked two important questions. They picked all their top customers and went in and said, what products do you buy from us and why? And that is so important. A lot of companies don't know those answers, but if you found out the answers to those questions, you could then take all your marketing and give those answers out there, but in a way where you're helping your target audience. So you're not talking about yourself and your product. Like our product is so great. You're more like, are you having challenges with this problem? Our product can help you. Exactly. And that person was actually a turnaround CEO. And so she would go into various companies and she'd go, I want the top 50 customers, top 50 clients. And then she they'd usually have that list, but they didn't. She goes, whoa, whoa, there's bigger problems here because I don't even know that. But then she would physically go and meet with these folks. And then after about 25 of the 50, she already had her answers because they're the same answers. She'd ask like, you know, what do you buy from us and why do you buy from us? And then she'd get back and then turn everyone's focus and attention on those two answers. And so the companies were always doing thousands of things. And she goes, no, 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 no. Let's just get back to first principles. Let's just get back to that core thing. So you're exactly right, Donna. Well, that really helps simplify their day too. If you go back to your core values or the things that are really bringing in the most, you know, sales to your business, you know, you're going to be able to succeed faster with less effort. Yeah, you're right. And uh, another good question to ask, and this is more from a coaching perspective, if I went into a company and and just go, hey, I'm going to ask these three questions. I'm going to walk around and talk to 100 people in this office here. And more times than not, I get 100 different answers. And the questions are very simple when you think about it. The three questions I ask, why? So the acronym's W-H-I. Yeah. So it's, what's the mission? 
How do you differ from the competition? Mm-hmm. And if you went away tomorrow, what's the loss to society? Ah, I like that. I, if you went away tomorrow, what's the loss? Very interesting. Cause I talk to clients all the time about your mission. You know, what, what is your mission? And that's a funny thing. Cause a lot of companies don't have a firm grasp on their mission. And even if they have the overlaying mission, the different departments are not following that mission. And just think about it. Then all the departments are going in all different directions instead of heading on a straight path to achieving success. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. I mean, you walk in a lot of these companies and they've got <laughs> nine different banners of what they stand for. And you'd ask anyone in that company, can you name as many as you can? You're going to be lucky if they can name four. Well, you know, the companies want all these banners because I have to tell you, as a 43-year-old brand, we have done that in error, trying to capture more people. But it was, who is it? Howard Schultz at Starbucks. He wanted to come back into Starbucks because he noticed that Starbucks started to veer into all these other areas, videos and all these different things instead of that whole coffee and the experience. Mm -hmm. And that's something we had to learn. And it took us a while to figure that out, to get back. What is our wheelhouse and be great at it? Yeah, exactly. It's like finding your niche and and why here, maybe you can help us out on this. Why is it so important for companies to really find their niche? What makes them unique and what are they better at than other people out there? It's important because the competition's too stiff and there's so much noise out in the marketplace and think about the customer or client you're trying to reach. They got a thousand things on their mind. They're like, am I picking the kids up at Little League or is my wife picking the kids up at Little League? And and so for you to even just be anywhere near the top of their mind, it's going to be like one sentence. Okay, that's what they stand for. That's what they do. Okay, Google. It's in, in God we trust, everybody else bring data. Zappos, all right, we don't sell shoes, we sell customer service. And so it's really about getting it down to that essence because there's just too much going on out there. And always start, don't limit yourself, but start niche and then grow. Yeah. A lot of, I, I invest in companies, I'll sit there and the founder will come in and goes, here, I go, are you going after B2B or are you going after B2C? And they're like, yeah, we're going after both. I'm like, no, you're not. I'm out of here. Like you can go after it in the short term. You can say we're going B2B and then expand into B2C if you wanted. It could be on the roadmap. But right now you you, you really need to focus. Yeah, that's what I tell clients when they're talking about social media. And they're saying, well, what platform do we need to be on? And I said, well, which is, and we look at all their data, which is the one that you get the most engagement. I said, let's concentrate on one first, be amazing on that one channel, and then we'll start to branch out. Because a lot of companies, they like to go out, let's go on five, six, you know, whatever. And they're just mediocre. Exactly. Unbelievable. And they need to be unbelievable. Yep. No, you're right. Now, one of the things about being a digital leader, and really this is all leaders, is you have to be transparent. These days, you really have to be transparent. Years ago, before computers and everything, okay, maybe you didn't have to be as transparent. But today, I feel you have to be transparent 
And why is it so crucial for companies to build that trust mm -hmm. with prospects and customers? Because that's all you have. And when you peel back the layer of that onion and you get into data, so all of this becomes a data play. Who am I going to trust with my precious data? And when I say data, I mean my personal <laughs> personal data. Yes. And so that's what it's going to boil down to in the years ahead. Who do I trust with this? And it's a new world. I mean, that's why my third book is What Happens in Vegas Stays on YouTube because it's all about protecting your reputation. And that comes down to transparency. It's not about being perfect. It's really about what I call being flossom, that people don't love us because we're perfect. They love us because we're perfectly flawed yeah. and we're genuine when we make a mistake, whether we're an individual, whether we're an organization. We say, whoops, made a mistake. Here's what I do to fix it. And then actually follow through and fix it. Now, from a business standpoint, it's really taking that digital lemon and making that digital lemonade because when we've looked at various businesses ranging from FedEx to Avis, on average, when they made a mistake, so the package didn't get there on time or there's the package doesn't get there on time, it's owning up to it and go, whoops, we made a mistake. Here's what we're going to do and fix it. We're going to fix this for you. And then you actually follow through and do it. Customer service is such a low bar right now that it's really important. You can really stand out by doing that. And so you have to understand it's a fully transparent world. And with all these digital stamps as both a brand and an individual, and your stamps comprised of two things. It's comprised of your footprint. That's what you upload about yourself or your company. So you have control over that. But the second piece is more important. That's the shadow. That's what other people post online. And so when they post, wow, they resolved my issue. This arrived incorrectly from Amazon, but then they took the effort to not only resolve it, but they sent me an extra product because of the inconvenience. Now you've turned a problem into a super fan and that person could have influence to one or a million. And then this circling back, uh, sorry, I get super excited about this topic, but circling back <laughs> on your question about why it's important to be transparent, as a leader is because what's shifted massively, this is a massive shift, is that historically you had your integrity is what you stood for behind closed doors Definitely. and your reputation is what the public perceived you to be. Now those should not have been different, but they could have been. Mm -hmm. So you're behind closed doors, that's your integrity. You might've have, might have been doing nefarious things. And then uh, the public perceived you to be some this, this great person yeah. or this great company. But in a fully transparent world, again, what happens in Vegas stays on YouTube, yeah. integrity and reputation are now the exact same things. There's really, they have two words historically, but now they really just need one word because it's, it's one and the same thing. You're gonna, if you make a mistake, point the finger at yourself as quickly as possible because someone else is within a nanosecond, within a tweet. Yeah, I agree with that. Own it. You know, you make yeah. a mistake, own it. And over the years, anytime that has happened, the exact same thing of what you just told us. Some of those people are now our best customers because yeah. we owned it. So then they trust us. We know we're honest, but then we fixed it and went above and beyond to fix yeah. it. And exactly. sometimes that does cultivate those really good. And they become almost champions of your brand. Because they'll be like, oh my gosh, you know, they messed up, but look what they did do. And they tell that story over and over. Yeah, no, exactly. It's a uh, word of mouth on digital steroids is what I say. I mean, the first book, Socialnomics, that's what it boils down to is word of mouth 
on digital steroids or word of mouth is now world of mouth. So you're exactly right. Because <laughs> it used to be you tell five people, now you can tell 500. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. And I agree with you also that people have to be very careful because you have your business presence. But don't think companies aren't looking at your personal side. And that's where, you know, we have seen companies get in trouble or executives get in trouble. Don't be over here as a business talking sustainability, sustainability, we're green, we're green. And then on the weekends, you know, they see something else from you. It's like, you're not walking the talk and people will pick up with it. Customers will pick up on that. Yeah. And so it no, is it's good. And it's also learning because people will tell you if I'm on stage, I might say, a word that was fine to say three weeks ago, um, which is no longer okay to say. So like I might oh. say on stage servant leadership and then someone came up, actually you probably shouldn't say that because X, Y, and Z. And so it's constantly learning, constantly evolving and then saying, whoa, I had no idea. That's great. Thank you for, for letting me know. I'm glad I learned that. Yeah. You know, we're only human. And I think that's the part people really like is yes, you own it. But then if you say, I'm sorry, I, I didn't know Yeah, because we're going to make mistakes. Like you said before, we're not perfect. Nobody is perfect. And I think sometimes when you do that, you also resonate with other people like, oh my goodness, I would have said that word. I'm just like him. And then they align with you. And then, you know, that could take off your business also. Exactly. So then when you talk to companies, like most of our brands are industrial brands and often they seek to figure out how to do innovation and stability. How do digital leaders put out a message that kind of portrays this, that portrays their being innovative, that they're going to be here to stay, that people should look at their brands and maybe purchase their product or services? Yeah, well, a couple of things that popped in my head when, when you asked this question is a lot of people ask me, what's next? What's the future? And often a better question to ask is what's not going to change? Because that you can, you can build a business around that. So if you're Jeff Bezos at Amazon, what's not going to change? People want things higher quality, cheaper, and faster. And so that's not going to change. So you can build a business around that. It's not going to change for the next 10 years. It's not going to change for the next 20, 30 years. So that's always route one is to, to think about that. And then also when some of the stuff gets very complex, whatever the latest soup du jour is, you go from, <laughs> you know, uh, clubhouse to metaverse yeah. to artificial intelligence to whatever's next tomorrow. It's really understanding that in an innovation standpoint, innovative companies do one thing. They remove friction for the end user. That's it. And so when you think about removing that friction, it's going instead of A to Z, if you tack a problem from A to Z in this complex world, that's, that's sometimes a fool's errand. Mm. You've got to go Z to A, meaning I'm going to start with that smile because I'm going to create a smile. It doesn't matter. B to B, whatever you're selling, B to B, it doesn't matter. It's, it's I got to take, take that into the line. Where does that smile occur? Is it on the client's face or is it on that client's customer's face? Figure out where that is in the, into the line. It's probably on the whoever that client's selling to. So all the way to the end of the consumer line and then walk your way back from there. And how do I remove that friction? Then from a marketing standpoint, what was that core friction point you removed? 
and start with that and hammer that home. There might be 10 things you do great, fantastic. But really with messaging, you've got to simplify it and get known for that one thing. And then you can expand from there as needed. And then when you expand too much, what happens like Starbucks gets out of control and then they've got to come back in. That's just the nature of the beast. It happens to all of us. It happens to me. It happens to these big companies. But what do you say to companies who say, but Donna, I feel like we're just saying the same thing over and over. Shouldn't we change it up? Shouldn't we talk about different areas? What do you say to them? Yeah, it's funny. I was talking to Alan Mulally. He was the Ford CEO. He's the CEO oh. at Boeing and, and he got into Ford and he walks in and they're, he sees in the garage all these different brands that they'd acquired, whether it's Jaguar or Jag, Jaguar or Haguar, whoever you want to pronounce it. And, you know, Ashton Martin, they're just shining all the executives and he didn't really see that many Fords. And he, he goes, we got to get down to one brand. We got to be Ford. We got to be Ford. And so that changed how they ran the company. But most important, the reason I'm telling the story is because he had printed on plastic, tiny plastic plates, plastic. That you could fit in your pocket like one for yeah like a size uh, of a business okay. card basically okay. all right one ford okay and and then he had the mantra of like this is one ford and so it, the executives would come to him and go yeah yeah you've said you say that at every meeting this stuff the same things and then he goes yeah but listen in your meetings and see if they start to say it because the key is it has to go all the way down the chain and when they start saying what I've been saying, then we're successful. Yeah. And then he'd literally be walking around and running to anyone in the hallway and goes, hey, one Ford, and he'd pull out his plastic card and go, let me see yours. And they're like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Malala, I don't have my name. He goes, that's okay, I've got an extra one, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> see, isn't that interesting? So this gets to the point of, yes, we're talking about digital, but it's also important to have still that physical component, whether it's that card or something else to complement the digital, to reinforce it. Absolutely. I mean, I always say digital leaders understand Flintstones and Jetsons. They understand they work in harmony. It's those that are, harmony those between are the those good two digital things. leaders yes. that understand that, that understand that two yeah. parts. They're the good digital leaders, the people who think it's okay. It's just this, it's, it's just digital. It's not going to work in the long run and you need those physicals to, like we said, reinforce the brand. Exactly. You can't replace face-to-face, -face, but when time, distance, and safety are an issue, how do I use these tools to better connect with my teammates, with my partners, with my clients, with the end customer? And so it's really about understanding that when time, distance, and safety are an issue, how do I layer in digital? You cannot replace the coffees, the lunches, the conferences, the face-to-face. -face. Yeah, you're right. So now in your book that I mentioned before, you have these five important leadership principles, which I know you say it's easy for us to remember if we think about Forrest Gump. And can you, in this short period of time, just tell us what are the five principles? Entice us on these five principles on why we should read this book and really make our business flourish in 2024. Yeah, I mean, uh, people always ask me a favorite movie and I say Forrest Gump and they're like, what? Forrest Gump, that's a weird choice. And I go, yeah, because think about what the whole genesis of that book, it's all of that book and then the movie is really about someone being hyper-focused. They, they didn't have a high IQ. In fact, they had a super low IQ, but they didn't listen to anyone. 
They weren't saying you can't do this. That's what everyone was saying to him throughout the movies. You can't do this. And just by focusing on the task at hand, on that big thing right in front of him, whether it was becoming the running back at <laughs> Alabama, whether it was focused on becoming a ping pong champion, focused on your shrimp company. It's amazing when he was actually given the gift of a simple mind because he was able to, when you simplify, that moves mountains. Yeah. It's that simplification. And so to simplify the habits, we did some research over several years to figure out what's a leader look like in a digital era. And we didn't know if they're gonna share 10 common habits, if it was gonna be two, three. I'd prefer three because we actually, our brain's hardwired. It's called the rule of threes uh, to understand threes. But it turned out there's really five common habits that all leaders in the digital era, what we call digital leaders, all practice. And they're all good at these but they're truly great at one. So you listeners out there, as I go through this, I want you to self-identify which one you're the strongest in, which one is quote unquote, your true superpower. So the acronym STAMP, so it makes us easy to remember. So STAMP meaning what's the stamp I'm gonna put on life, not only one second from now, but a hundred years from today, because we have these digital stamps and they last thousands and thousands of years. And so these habits are really about S being simple. It's all about that simplification. We just talked about that with Forrest Gump. Yeah. And then T is for true, being true to yourself. We touched on that a little bit when we talk about full transparency. A is for action. Nothing happens without action. So you're probably wondering, what the heck? Well, we want to know. Well, everyone knows you got to take action to do something. What prevents a team from taking action? There's a lot of reasons why teams don't take action, but by far, and it's not even close, the number one reason why teams don't take action, and I'm gonna pause because everyone's gonna get it right, it's fear. They are afraid to fail, but all, everyone understands in this world, it's about fail fast, fail forward, fail better. Mm -hmm. And then M's for maps. So historically, you'd put a goal out there and then you'd have linear progression to get to said goal. That's impossible in this day and age because there's just too much happening on a macro level, also on a personal level, it might be a market level. Things are changing too fast yes. for you to really have that linear progression. So you're going to have those challenges and those hurdles put in your way. And those are frustrating, but just understand that's really just part of the journey that those hurdles are put in place to keep others out, not you. So it's really about going around those hurdles and being firm in your destination and flexible in your path. So again, firm in your destination, vision, goal, firm in that destination and then flexible in your path. And those hurdles, frustrating in the short term, just go, I don't know how I'm gonna learn from this, but it's actually gonna keep my competitors out because I'm gonna go through these and get to that firm destination. And then last but not least, we've already touched on this, it's all about people, that success doesn't happen alone. So you need to surround yourself with the right people, both offline and also online. So just to encapsulate that super fast, it's simple, true, act, map, and then P for people. And I'd love for you to self-identify which one you're the strongest in. And I want you to just reset and go deep on that strength. Yeah, definitely do this, listeners. I know Eric just went through this very quickly, but there were tidbits I got from the book, which really just, especially right now, we have all this stuff about AI and generative AI and predictive AI, and we're all being bombarded with all these messages. And one of the takeaways I got from the book is having those two good outputs a day. We concentrate on that and you will see the needle of your business increase. So Eric, I know I only have you for a few more minutes. 
what do you foresee for the future? And I know you're going to do this really quickly, yeah. but what should companies concentrate on for the future to, you know, be found? You know, there's so much noise out there. How can they be seen? Yeah, no, exactly right. And you mentioned the two outputs, and that might be even daunting for people out there. So it's really just start with one what, and ask yourself, what's the one thing that if I do it well, makes everything else either easier or unnecessary? So look at your list. This is a good exercise to do. Write down the five things that are consuming the most of your time from a business perspective. Just do business. Here's five things the last two weeks. These are the top five things that are consuming my time. And then hopefully on that list is one that should be a big one. And then circle the one that if you do it well, makes everything else either easier or unnecessary. And just dedicate a minute more per day in the short term to do that. And then in time, you're going to do five minutes and then 10 minutes and, and 20 minutes. But, but start small and do that. Now, to be found out there, you mentioned it earlier. It's really go with what's working and just drill down on that as much as possible and figure out, okay, this is what we're known for. So quick story on that. So I worked at Yahoo back when they were kind of the cat's meow back in the day. And, and we had some folks come in to say, you're a top 10 brand in the world after only a couple of years. We're like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, everything's great. Woo. And then they go, they know you as a search engine. You're like, boo, we're not just a search engine. You know, we're a portal. We do all this stuff. We've got fantasy sports. We've got all these widgets, which was a precursor to apps on your phone. But we've got all these widgets that, that you can do anything. It's your portal. It's your one-stop shop. We're not just a search engine. That's just one thing we do. And lo and behold, there's a little company that we were using to help power our search on the organic side called Google. And guess what they did? They said, let's just be a search engine. Let's just be the best damn search engine that's ever happened in this world. So we wanted to be everything to everyone. And then the rest is history, right? Mm -hmm. With Google and Yahoo. And so what did they do? And even to this day, they do other things, but 90% of what they do is search related. And when you hear the name, what's the first thing that pops into your head? That's what pops into your head. Yes. So that's a very good point. And I agree with everything you're saying. And I really appreciate you taking the time for being on here. The listeners will get a lot out of this. It is a crazy market out there right now. And especially with these industrial brands, they're just trying to stand out from the noise, get their messages out there. And because I talk to a lot of these legacy brands who, do we really even need a digital footprint? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> so yeah. it was great having you on the show today. No, what a joy to be here. And thank you to you and all the listeners. It's such an honor, Donna. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Talk to you later. So thanks again for listening to today's Super You podcast. Again, it's a podcast designed to unlock and unleash your inner superpower. And if you want to pay it forward, make sure you go post a review for the Super You podcast because what that will do, it'll allow others that aren't familiar with our podcast to discover it. And hopefully that allows them to unlock and unleash their inner superpower. So that's it for today's show. I'm your host, Equal Man, reminding all of us, it's not what we take from the world, it is what we leave behind. Seven. Six.
Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Super, 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 super. Super you. Oh, 